Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 35, the car radio music video. Make sure you've watched the video beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis. Fun facts for this video, there's just a couple quick ones. So it was uploaded on April 19, 2013, and it has over 280 million views. Um, I'm curious how this compares to the other ones. Their top video is definitely stressed out by a lot. It's like, I'm pretty sure there's over a billion So I'm not sure where this ranks. If you know, let me know. And yeah, I think we're just gonna be short and sweet and jump right in today. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the interlude for All My Sons. It was so fun. And I guess I will preface with saying that I don't know what the pace of the podcast will be over the winter just because I do want to start writing again and my tale old struggle is figuring out how to balance the two projects so I definitely don't want to like kill the podcast for months because I love it and it's just a nice break from writing a nice contrast from writing so just bear with me the next few months as I try to find a different rhythm but rest assured, I will still have content for you. Um, I'm sorry in general, it's just never very consistent. Um, That was never my intention. Consistency is a huge value of mine, so I'm sorry that I haven't been consistent. I'm sure no one's like putting pressure on me. I know none of you are, but um, I still just want to apologize because personally inconsistency bothers me. But just know that I am trying my best to figure out how to still continue this while I'm also writing because I've heard all kinds of different suggestions or ways that people like will rotate between projects but I don't know I just love both so much that I really don't want to like fully kick one in the curb um that doesn't feel genuine to me because I've always been someone who loves variety and so the concept of like shutting something off I don't like that anyway so I guess (laughs) weird order today I did my little aside and thoughts after the, the fun facts in the intro, but I guess if you do have any suggestions for how to find a healthy balance, let me know, because that's obviously very subjective, but yeah, I do appreciate any and every tips or advice that people have. Whoa, there's a plane. Large blows. <laughs> the things that I think of. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what's coming out of my mouth half the time. Okay. So anyway, tips, tricks, reassurance, <laughs> whatever you got, feel free to send it my way. Feel free to email me. I would love, like, instead of just stories and things, if you guys ever want to just email me, I don't know, just anything. I love emails. <laughs> the perks of being an admin is that a lot of my job is like clearing out emails and it's oddly very satisfying but more than that is obviously it's more fun when i actually have legitimate fun emails feel free to email me about literally anything how are you doing do you have any prayer requests in this season of your life how are you feeling about the fall is there anything you're really looking forward to in the podcast um is there anything i've ever talked about that's like stuck with you to this day literally anything the world is your oyster in my email inbox. <laughs> so 
entrenchedpodcast at gmail.com. As a reminder, can never remind you enough, but okay, let's crack into this video. So we start off in the intro, the blue screen that flickers, and through at least the first verse, it's kind of on and off flickering, and I thought that was so interesting, and I honestly got pretty stumped what this could mean. Then I was just like absentmindedly sitting there going, blue screen, <laughs> and then I said, blue screen of death. <laughs> So, I mean, that could be one interpretation, but, like, that just, like, releases a core memory from childhood of severe anxiety because that would happen sometimes, either on the family computer or my, my very first laptop that my aunt gave me. It was really old, but I loved it. I loved PC games, so I always played PC games on it. It was, like, for writing and PC games and nothing else, and there was one particular game, if anyone knows Carmen Sandiego, Oh, so good. But it would, for some reason, that particular game would be likely to, to randomly give you the blue screen of death. And why, why is that a thing? Like, obviously, we all know that it happened. But like, what, what did that even mean? I don't know. There's just tons of memes about it now. <laughs> but I don't know as far as, like, the actual technology. Like, what was happening that caused that? Was it just, like, a virus in the computer? Tech wizards, feel free to email me. <laughs> It's just going to be the theme today. Give you all the excuses to email. So the other concept of the screen is like this TV is turning on and there's just lots of eyes watching and kind of this idea that as Tonyon Pilots is getting bigger and especially through vessels when they started gaining a lot of traction and gaining a lot of fans, just this idea that it's like a TV screen, that there's just now when anything is produced and put out there and there's this knowledge that there's a lot of people watching and there's more of this pressure of like you're not just creating something but it also has to be entertaining like there's this expectation of entertainment now piled on top of what was just kind of emotional catharsis before which I feel like a lot of artists go through in different ways especially when they become well known and side tangent, it kind of reminds me of what really bothers me is the publishing industry now. I don't know like in-depth statistics or anything, but clearly you can tell that there's just this pressure on authors now to crank out as much content as possible, which is so, I think that is so angering. Like that makes me livid because books of all things take time. You cannot rush that. You cannot just produce that really quickly like a podcast you can't just crank it out just because someone expects you to and so when people do because they do because they have a lot of pressure on them needless to say what ends up coming out is not good it's not fleshed out enough because the focus is just on the product rather than the thoroughness of the process which is so frustrating and people wonder why People speculate that book quality has gone down because it's just like the focus is on a machine rather than the process of writing and revising and making something the best that it can be regardless of how long it takes. And I think that's a very similar struggle to what music musicians go through and the pressure that the music industry puts on artists, especially TikTok. And it's so sad because the rate at which social media is created and consumed is never going to be the rate at which art is created 
or should ideally be created because it's supposed to take a lot more time. It's supposed to be a lot slower because it's a way longer form content. So that just makes me sad to think about that. So I should probably change the topic so I'm not just upset <laughs> this whole podcast. But I know some of you are artists too and you're probably like snapping your fingers right now because it's true and it's really sad. And in some ways it makes the idea of being independent in any art form that much more alluring because you don't have that insane pressure of output on you. My hunch is that this is probably when Tyler felt and Josh started feeling more that there was a bigger audience than there'd ever been before. And so I just thought that TV screen was a timely addition to what is definitely, I feel like, in their top five songs and their top five most famous videos. So then in verse one, as he starts singing, um, we see that Tyler is crushed in a corner in just like this sink area, which we later find out to be a backstage area, but just kind of this image of feeling small and vulnerability. He's literally like curled up into himself with his knees up by his chest, um, making himself as small as possible because he feels really vulnerable and like his emotions are really scary. So it's just kind of like when you have discomfort with something and you're trying to just like turtle into yourself because you wish that reality didn't have to be what it is and that somehow by making yourself as small as possible you can avoid the fear um, and scariness of reality. But he's, it, it's also as if he's trapped in thought. It almost seems like despite him singing he's kind of frozen in this position. He's frozen in this corner and I think that's definitely one of the biggest lies that mental illness and times of desolation bring us is this idea that we're stuck here and it's always going to be this way and we're never going to be able to get out. And I think that's such a poignant image to put alongside that idea is to have someone literally in a corner balled up as small as they can be and seemingly unable to move in process of processing their emotions in their depression in this case. He says, I know it's dire, my time today. And when he says this, he puts his hands up around his neck and it kind of seems like this pressure of life, it makes him choke, which flash forward, this connects to choker, born a choker. We are all born chokers because we're inevitably going to mess up and freeze with whatever we're going through, but the pressure of life is very stifling in this moment because it's really hard to see beyond it. It's really hard to have perspective. And so instead of trying to positively cope, it's kind of as if he's just succumbing and he's feeling suffocated and that's why he's grabbing at his throat. When he says sometimes quiet is violent, he just looks at the camera, he's not speaking, which is pretty self-explanatory, but I think it also shows that he doesn't really have strength to speak that alongside the fears and the worries and anxieties from the initial first line and the images that we see, it's also as if the lies and the pressures are just shutting him down so he can't even think about anything, so he's stifled, so he is convinced through Satan and his lies that he doesn't have a voice, and so he's stripped down seemingly to nothing because he can't even speak. The coolest image I like freaked out because I really thought I was onto something. But he says, 
the line about who I killed inside my dream and his fingers move from his palm to his wrist and I was like, okay. Kind of like what we talked about before, the different ways of interpreting who I killed. So by putting his fingers on his palms at first, it immediately made me think of the holes in Jesus's palms from dying on the cross. So the first interpretation of him killing Jesus in his dreams because we all have. But then I think it's significant and so cool that he doesn't just keep his fingers on the palm, but he moves it down, downward, um, specifically to his wrist, which is a huge symbol for self-harm. And in that way, it's like it moved from a more sacred killing Jesus to this depressive allure of taking your own life. And I thought just that physical image in the span of seconds that he just represented both of those things, even if he didn't know that's what he was doing, is wild to me. Like so much was said through visuals in like three seconds and I lost my mind. (laughs) Does anyone else think that's cool? Because I thought it was really cool. And then finally when he ends the verse and he says I could pull the steering wheel he pulls the razor toward himself which I don't think is is necessarily like a negative thing obviously the lyric is a negative thing in relation to suicidal ideation but I think by pulling the razor towards himself as he starts to shave his head it's kind of a symbol of if I want to, I actually have autonomy. God has given me autonomy, so for better or worse, like I have the ability to change everything in the span of seconds. I have the ability to change my day. If I want to, I can, you know, I've thought about this a lot lately, <laughs> whether queer life crazies or just being an adult now, like it's wild. If you wanted to, you could just completely change your life right now. You could quit your job. You could completely change professions, what profession you're pursuing. Um, You can completely change the relationships that you're in at any given second. You can change where you live. Like, you can do just about anything. And that's wild that, obviously, for so many factors, there's lots of reasons why we don't do that. I know for me, like, finances being the biggest one, (laughs) financial security. But, like, truly, there is this consciousness of autonomy. I could. And really, in a darker sense, like, you could. If you really wanted to, anyone could take their life. But there's also the optimistic version of this that I know he doesn't see at this point in his processing, but if we have the autonomy to do something negative, we also have the autonomy to do something positive. And I mean, even if it's in a negative way, in a self-harming way, Just the acknowledgement that you could turn the steering wheel is already contradicting that visual of of being trapped in the beginning. Because now, within the span of the same verse, he's acknowledging, actually, no, there are changes I can make at any time. So the verse ends, and then in the instrumental portion, he starts shaving his head, and it's just kind of the epitome of everything that he's set up until this point because he's now literally exposing himself by taking a layer a mountain of hair off his head and verse two starts he looks he stands up and he looks into the mirror as he starts singing verse two and it's like okay 
We're not just going to expose ourselves and process and say all these things, but we're also going to now face where we're at, where we're at mentally, where we're at physically. And I think this really, at least visually, is the turning point in the song where he's not just stuck or minimized in this corner, but he's now taking action. He's now looking and acknowledging where he's at. And really, I think, in the throes of depression or any mental illness, the turning point is always, like, not just you transition from being afraid or being stuck or whatever the negativity is, and you just halt it all and accept where you're at. Because once you accept where you're at, that's when you can start saying, okay, so now that I know where I'm at, what can I change and how can I change that? Um, And I think him standing up and facing the mirror is like that, that midway point of, okay, so now from here, we're gonna start figuring out how to positively cope. We are all battling fear, he says, as the verse goes on, and he touches his heart. And when I think about heart, I think about the core of who we are, in in essence, kind of like soul, heart and soul are like similar for me. And when I thought about it that way, I know we always say like pride is the root of all sin, but I feel like fear is another huge root. Like I feel like even pride is a result of some sort of fear, whether it's fear of admitting you can be wrong or fear of not knowing everything. I feel like depression is kind of this fear of, I don't know if things can get better. Are things always going to be this way? Like those types of fears. And anxiety is pretty similar. Like, are things always going to be this way? And am I going to be able to enjoy myself again? Am I going to be happy again? Am I going to experience positivity again? Everything is kind of pivotal on the emotion of fear, which is just proof of how deeply Satan tries to sow himself into anything and everything. Um, He tries to make himself and his poison of fear the root of all of our things. And the more we understand that, we can start learning and combating that. And I think that's a big reason why Tyler's train of thought is to then explain there's faith and there's sleep and we need to pick one, please, so that we don't just succumb to fear, that we don't just succumb to mental illness. And it zooms in very close on him as he's explaining what ultimately is his ideology in life because it's not just vulnerable to explain where you're mentally at, but it's it's incredibly vulnerable to admit where you're spiritually at, especially if he knows there's the largest amount of people watching his content than there ever has been before. And so then he puts his mask on, and his mask will hide how he has changed, how he's taken this hair off, how he has the state of things is just different. In this case, depression. We assume He was not necessarily depressed before this video, but when the narrative of this video starts, he is. And I thought it was so cool and powerful that after putting on the mask, he immediately walks on stage and you're like, wait, this isn't just like a video, but he was actually getting ready to go on stage for a concert. And that to me was really powerful and really emphasized this idea of hiding what's changing you, whether like you're suffering mentally when you weren't yesterday, or any sort of change. He's literally masking it, but it's even crazier that he immediately goes to be among this room full of people, because although they knew 
they were helping with the music video, I don't know if they knew he shaved his head. So like literally none of them might have known what he did and they wouldn't have because he kept his mask on the whole time. So that was just a very powerful image to consider as you quickly realize it's not just he went on stage but everyone's frozen which paints an accurate picture of isolation in thoughts and fears and depression. And he walks into the audience who's parted um, in half, so he has a little walkway in between them. And I thought this was just a cool, beautiful depiction of when Moses parted the Red Sea. So I just wanted to read a quick snippet from Exodus. So this is chapter 14, verses 21 and 22. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And I just thought it was a cool idea that this could be a Red Sea imagery because it literally portrays that in the midst of his fans, Tyler is safe because the parting of the Red Sea is ultimately a representation of safety for the Israelites. Um, they were able to walk through it to safety and simultaneously escape their oppressors um, and the evil forces that were following after them. And so I thought it was cool, like in order to positively cope and to get away from this adversity that he's mentally facing, he comes among community, he comes among his fans, and he lets them surround him and for some reason, this was the first time I kind of really absorbed all of that as a visual metaphor, and it made me really emotional because quickly after that, Josh backs him up with his drums, and then it crescendos to the largest part of the song, and all of the fans start moving at once, and they immediately pull him up into the air and surf him back to the stage, but it's just a beautiful portrayal of how he is suffering from isolation in this moment and he's literally lifted up by his community. He's literally carried in spite of the stifling oppressive depression that he's facing and that was really powerful, um, really emotional and they literally have his back <laughs> and he has theirs and I just thought that was the coolest thing. So they all then move in unison, he has them put their arms up, which is still very much a staple of Tony and Pilots concerts today, and they all sway in unison, and it's just kind of this visual uniformity and unanimous declaration that they are one, that they understand that there's no need to feel alone because they wouldn't be supporting and singing along to this song if they didn't understand. If Many of them hadn't also been through what is being sung. And so there's just a lot of communal joy in people coming from all sorts of places, all sorts of seasons of life. And I mean, that's the beauty of a concert is it just represents people surrendering to whatever they're going through and remembering that they have a lot in common with other people in spite of what they're going through. And so the TV screen goes black after all of that and after the screaming ends as well and so it's kind of like a shifting of tones like the signal is lost for a moment we don't really know how that ended 
and then it flickers back on to Tyler, who's once again alone, um, but he's still on stage, and it doesn't even show Josh or anything, um, so I don't know if we're supposed to assume he's there or not, or if we're supposed to assume it's just Tyler, and he removes his mask again, and we see that his hair's back, and it's kind of what we often see in 21 Pilot songs, that now we're back to the beginning, and this whole process, we assume, is going to start over with feeling trapped, with feeling stuck, with forgetting that we're not alone, and that he's going to have to to go through the positive coping process again, um, and fight against the fear again. And then at the very end, he falls off the stage, and I think this is also proof that without the support that he had before, um, and now that he's back in the beginning and it's assumed that he's back in the most depressed point, we fall and we crash without support. We need community in the midst of pain, and I thought that was also a beautiful depiction of an idea for the logo of how you need a bright person to catch you as you're falling um, and as you're crooked, and that there will be a time when you can also be upright, even if you're not right now. So, pretty straightforward, pretty quick and simple, but definitely a very powerful video, and it's definitely a good one to go back to and to rewatch when you feel trapped, and definitely a good one to watch when you need to remember that there are people who care and there are people who want to support you through hardship, and not just when you're doing well. So, with that being said, I want to share a local dreamer story with you. I'm so excited. This was such a lovely email from Shiwornor, and she just made me laugh when she sent this to me a couple weeks ago. So, here is Shiwornor's story. She says, This is Shiwornor from South Africa, and I'm a longtime listener. I love your podcast so much. I haven't shared my Tony One Pilot story because I felt like I never really had one until July 2022. Tony One Pilots posted a TikTok video of Tyler climbing a tower during one of their recent concerts and they were performing car radio. So timely. I watched this video and I was so confused because the crowd was so silent and they had no energy so I commented the crowd is so dead under the video. Literally, I wake up the next day to thousands of notifications from TikTok to see that 21 Pilots responded to my comment with a video of them performing car radio, and the crowd was really energetic. I was dragged by the click as they were all educating me that when Tyler climbs the tower, everyone is worried about his safety, and rightfully so. I felt so dumb. You are not dumb. Especially if you've never seen them before, that is a very valid comment to be making. But she continues to say, Regarding my comment, after literally getting trolled on almost all of my social media platforms by fans, that is insane. I hope they weren't serious. If they were serious, ugh, not, the not the fan vibes we're going for, but hopefully it was all in, in jest. And I just can't believe my first encounter with 21 Pilots was like this. They probably think I hate them now. I do not think they hate you. I think that's really funny sass that both Tyler and Josh would appreciate. I literally love them so much, I can't express it enough. And how was I meant to know what happens at 21 Pilots concert when I live in South Africa? Exactly. And no music artists tour here. It's so sad. I hope that there will just be a hunger for more people to more frequently go to South Africa and Africa as a whole. Because that's really unfortunate. They're, they're missing out on a lot of people over there. 
as well as so many other artists, I'm sure. I'm sure they could have so many opportunities if if they wanted to. So I'm sorry about that. I can't imagine like that sheer frustration of feeling overlooked a lot. And so I'm sorry that you have to feel that so often with music of all things. Hopefully someday, or at least that, that you could have the ability to travel elsewhere to experience something awesome. Yeah, but hopefully you're able to at least watch the live stream uh, experience. If not, have they, I don't know, have they um, made that accessible somewhere? I'm curious if they have now since it's already been in theaters or if they'll do that again. But I know they've posted at least one concert of theirs legitimately on their YouTube. So yeah, I would highly recommend you watch like a full concert because they're amazing. Um, There's definitely, if nothing else, there's illegal videos of them on YouTube for sure. I've definitely watched those before too. So yeah, highly recommend. And then just to add on to that, she says, you can go find my comment under the TikTok video on 21 Pilots account. They posted the video on the 2nd of July. I did check and I did see her comment. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so feel free to go over there and show She Warner some love, even though it's been a couple months. Also, I would highly recommend you guys like follow each other on social media and stuff because friends support friends 100%. Thank you so much, Shiwarnor, for sharing your story, and that's so cool that you're just over there in South Africa listening to me. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's very kind, and of all the things you could be doing, thank you so much that you give me your time. I want to hear from you. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com, as I said at the beginning, <laughs> with a written account of your Tony on Pilot story or your favorite memories you have related to the band or social media interaction like she or Nora. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, video, or album with me. And if you'd like to contribute to the analysis we've already covered, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Verbal, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. On Instagram, at Entrench underscore pod. I look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next time for Semi-Automatic. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, Entrench, you're not alone.